1: We're into hour two, doing a lot of good today with our friends at the Jimmy Fund, and of course the folks at Nesson. We will talk about Cam Newton coming up at the bottom of the hour. By the way, Bruce Cassidy, 1230, he'll be with us here on site today at Fenway Park. And there are lots of people who work behind the scenes at Dana Farber who do great work. And someone has to lead them. And joining us now is Ann Gross, who is the Senior Vice President of Patient Care Services and Chief Nurse officer at Dana-Farber. More than 700 registered nurses, nurse practitioners, clinical specialists, and nurse scientists working at Dana-Farber. How do you keep track of all these people?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I have the best job in the world. I work with some of the most brilliant, experienced, compassionate nurses in the world. So it's not hard to keep track of them. They are out there taking care of their patients uh, every day and uh, it's just an honor to work with them.
3: But what had to be difficult was maneuvering over the last year and really kind of into this year and just all the different restrictions that have been thrown at you guys. How, how did you fight that on top of everything else?
2: Well, you know, we say a lot at Dana-Farber uh, as the pandemic uh, started. We knew that uh, cancer wasn't going to stop for COVID-19 and we, we were going to need to really uh, jump in and do everything we could do to make the environment safe for our patients, for our staff, so that we could continue uh, giving the life-saving treatments that we give and uh, and keep our doors open throughout the pandemic. And that's what our nurses have done, our, our uh, patient care services staff, because I also uh, am part of a, a big uh, group of uh, s- staff who support patients with educational materials and uh, patient assistant funds, and all sorts of things. And throughout the pandemic, not a single one of them missed a beat.
1: Tell, uh, Talk to us a little bit about uh, how maybe the role for nurses changed during the pandemic, because no one could go inside, it was only the patients, so now they became the main communicators. Mm-hmm. How did that sort of tax the staff, and did you have to maybe be hands-on in terms of coaching people up to be able to deal with their emotions in communicating with people who desperately want answers?
2: There's a whole lot there in that question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, you know, look, uh, patients are our number one priority. It's why nurses come to work every day. It's why our patient care services staff come to work every day. So, uh, yes, uh, we uh, had to implement some extremely difficult and painful policy, probably the most difficult one being uh, to uh, limit or eliminate visitors in our adult service. We were able to allow one parent to come in uh, to the Jimmy Fund Clinic with our kids. But what that meant for our nurses was that they were often uh you know stood in for the family members and you know they're always there to support and walk that journey through treatment uh with their patients but it uh it took on a new definition during the pandemic for sure and they did some incredible innovative uh, things to connect patients to their family members even though they couldn't be right in the room Connect them uh, by uh, through an iPad or iPhone, and um, and just keep that uh, keep in touch. But throughout, in spite of all their gowns and gloves and masks and face shields, you know, some nurses did things like blew up big pictures of themselves so that you could the patients could see their faces and uh, still connect in the in the way that uh, we do at Dana Farber, which we're so known for.
3: I feel obviously the patients are the number one priority, but I feel like the relationships with the family, even prior to last year, was just so important because everybody is going to handle this news differently. Everybody is going to react. People aren't aware of all the, all the information yeah. out there. So that has to be uh, as, as impactful as anything.
2: 100%. Our families are part of the team. They're right. part of the care team with the patient and with our with our clinical team, so uh, it was challenging, but we did our best to to keep uh, in touch with our families. Uh, we have a huge social work department and other uh, support. Uh, staff to connect with families and help them through the process our nurses took phone calls day and night from family members around you know just to keep in touch and uh, keep reassuring people that uh, no matter what we were going to be open I mean our research nurses for example uh, got together with pharmacists and figured out a way to ship investigational drugs home to patients so they didn't have to come in to clinic I mean, it's amazing. We could talk all day about the things that uh, our staff uh, did to uh, support our patients, to support our mission, uh, to eradicate cancer and, and the fear that it engenders. And, and it, uh, like I said, they just haven't uh, missed a beat.
1: And I know that we talked about how technology helped during the pandemic. Now that we're hopefully on the back nine of the pandemic, maybe. Are things changed permanently in terms of how you see it? Have roles been redefined because of the last 18 months?
2: Well, surely... you know the we stood up a lot of uh, ability to do uh, telehealth visits, so um, visits with patients in their homes through um, through technology so that you could be face to face Some of that will continue um, and uh, and we 're in the process of evaluating um, those things now because certainly we learned that uh, that we could use technology in a different way. At the same time, we don't want to lose our hands-on, high-touch uh, care that we're so known for, that is so important to us, and that we feel is so therapeutic. Uh, and so it's going to be a balance, really. And, uh, you know, there's a certain amount of convenience for patients and families to be able to see and talk to their provider at home but at a certain point we need to we need to put our hands on our patients and uh, their families and uh, and so we're we're looking uh, and working through that balance now
3: we keep trying to remind people but just how important are days like today
2: Totally. I, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to say this when we started, but I, I really want to thank Wei and and you for being here. I mean, this this uh, event every year. I mean, I've been at Dana Farber for 20 years, and I have watched and listened to this uh, each year. It's Amazing, And it is so important because so much of what we do, we don't get reimbursed for. And so we depend on events like this to be able to really support that that patient experience, make sure that the patients and families, as they're going through treatment, have everything that they need to to achieve the, the best possible quality of life. Uh, you know with whatever uh, assistance we can provide and um, along with all of our cutting-edge research that I know you're hearing about um, all day today uh, there are so many services as well that uh, nurses provide that our patient care services staff provide that um, we depend on uh, events like uh, like this uh, telethon to uh, to continue to support so I can't thank you enough uh, for all you do for us it's a incredible partnership
1: well y'all are the ones who are doing the hard work it's easy for us to sit here and talk <laughs> to people and try to raise money at 877 738 and gross senior vice president patient care services chief nursing officer dana farber thank you for stopping by and clueing us in on everything all the great work that you and your nurses do they're they're fantastic